Hi everyone, Dan Cassidy here. Welcome to Top of the Morning on the UBS Market Moves podcast channel. Our conversation today will revisit the muni markets as we will take a pulse on recent performance along with examine the role in a portfolio which closed-end funds might play against a backdrop of rising rates. Joining me today for the conversation, glad to welcome Kathleen McNamara, Senior Municipal Strategist Americas, as well as Sankita Marfadia, Senior Closed-End Fund Strategist Americas both with the UBS Chief Investment Office. So, Kathleen, welcome back, and Sangita, welcome to you. I believe this is the first time you're joining us here on Top of the Morning, so excited to have you, but uh, looking forward to diving into some of these topics with you both today. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me back, Dan. Absolutely. So, uh, Kathleen, to get things started, perhaps we can take a look at performance. I know our listeners, our clients might recall that last week, it did deliver for the first time in a couple of months some notable volatility to U.S. risk assets, U.S. equity. So against that, Kathleen, I'm curious, how have munis fared lately relative to the broader market and what have fund flows consisted of? Uh, Sure, Dan, let me explain. The renewed price volatility to risk assets, I guess, is not too surprising given the conflicting data that we're seeing as the U.S. economy recovers from a global pandemic. I mean, first, we had the payroll data, which showed much lower growth than the markets were anticipating. And second, as you already know, the stronger-than-expected Consumer Price Index report stroked renewed fears of inflation. So reacting to that, the S&P 500, as, as you already know, witnessed large price swings in the space of only five days. Um, at the same time, tax-exempt municipal bonds held up pretty well. The tax-exempt sector was close to flat over that same time frame. And within the fixed income markets, if you look at performance on a month-to-date basis, munis are posting a slight gain. By contrast, an index of U.S. Treasury securities is registering a modest decline. We attribute the better performance from munis in large part to the strong investor demand. The prospect of higher taxes are prompting investors to seek strategies to increase tax-free income. And at the same time, credit concerns have diminished in the wake of the federal fiscal stimulus measures. You asked about fund flows. I mean, on the fund flow front, the Investment Company Institute has now reported net cash inflows to muni mutual funds for 12 straight months. That's a pretty long string. Well, Kathleen, thank you for that performance recap. Now, perhaps we can go the other way. I'm curious to hear about your outlook. I will take a quick pause. I do want to cite that, of course, the premise of our conversation today being the most recent monthly municipal market guide titled Closed End Funds Take Center Stage. And we will get into that spotlight a bit later in the conversation, though. Within the muni market guide, Kathleen, with respect to your outlook, you cite how you expect muni yields to edge higher, though at a slower pace. Why is that? That's right, Dan. I mean, our taxable rate strategists do expect interest rates to resume their gradual rise as the influencers of the globalization of interest rates push U.S. Treasury yields higher. For the near-term 10-year U.S. Treasury benchmark yields are hovering around 1.65% with a bias towards moving mildly higher to around 2% by year-end. But what about munis? Um, We expect muni yields to also inch higher, but at a slower pace, which is consistent with historical trends. Q2 
keep in mind that the negative net supply over the summer months represents an important tailwind for the tax-exempt paper. And at the same time, the prospect of higher tax rates for both corporations and individuals is also supportive to the tax-exempt municipal bond sector. Kathleen, another consideration coming up on the horizon being reinvestment season. So what are your expectations for the upcoming reinvestment season? And maybe, Kathleen, it would be helpful if you provide some color in terms of how munis historically perform during this period. Sure, Dan. I mean, we're getting a lot of questions about this already. Um, reinvestment capital in the municipal bond market often peaks over the summer months, spanning from June through August, and this year will prove not an exception. The street estimate for proceeds from bond maturities from June 1st through August 31st is about $120 billion, and that does not include reinvestment capital from bond calls that we expect to be quite heavy as well. The available cash should allow investors to easily absorb the new issue supply now visible on the forward calendar. And in terms of performance, we do expect the market's technical strength to represent a very important tailwind for munis throughout the summer. Okay, thank you for sharing some of those expectations for us, Kathleen. So in terms of portfolio themes each month within the Muni Market Guide, you do spend some time outlining a few that our clients, listeners may consider for their portfolio. So are there any themes in particular that you'd like to share with us this month? Yes, Dan. Um, In this month's Municipal Market Guide, we highlight three portfolio ideas. The first is to remind investors to prepare for the upcoming heavy reinvestment season. And in that report, we do provide guidance on portfolio positioning. We refer our research followers to our updated municipal sector outlooks. Second, we take the opportunity to examine what higher taxes mean for the tax benefit of munis. We conclude the tax-exempt paper will become more favorable compared to taxable alternatives. And in high-tax states, taxable equivalent yields for munis can be even more compelling. And the third uh, portfolio idea that we discussed this month is within credit. We reiterate our view that an allocation to high-yield munis through a diversified managed fund still warrants consideration. The higher yields on offer provide a cushion against gradual price declines associated with rising rates. As a point of reference, spreads on high-yield munis now sit at about 230 basis points. This suggests to us that there's still an opportunity to earn incremental income for those willing to incur more risk. Thank you, Kathleen. And of course, we do encourage our clients, especially listening in, to have a follow-up conversation with their financial advisor if they would like to learn more about some of those portfolio themes that Kathleen has shared with us this morning. So, okay, so now I do want to pivot over to the Spotlight article. Each month, we do take some time uh, digging into this a bit deeper here on the podcast. And for the month of May, the Spotlight article highlights Muni closed-end funds in particular. So, Sangita Marfedi, again, welcome to the conversation. It's great to have you. Can you share with us, Sangita, some thoughts on how investors should be thinking about closed-end funds in the phase of rising rates? Sure, Dan. Thanks for having me. So, let's think about why people should buy closed-end funds, and that will help us explain how to think about them in a rising rate environment. So, we know that most closed-end funds use leverage. They're borrowing on a short-term rate and investing in long-term bonds. Therefore, they can pay out higher distribution rates than straight muni bonds, um, muni mutual funds, or ETFs. What we have seen that closed-end funds should be owned by aggressive investors who understand the risk because of the use of this leverage. There is upside in distribution, but that also increases the volatility. Kathleen touched upon taxes. 
quilts and funds offer income not only um, federal tax-free, but depending on the state you live in and what state funds you own, those funds also can be tax-free at the state level. Now, when we think about rising rates, it affects the closed-end funds two ways. First, the borrowing cost, which is the interest on leverage, goes up. Two, as interest rates rise, what value of the underlying bonds go down, and as such, we see net asset values of the closed-end funds decline as well. Having said all of that, where we are right now, the borrowing costs have been really low. CISMA, which is the Securities Industry and Financial Market Association, it's a muni benchmark index, is at five basis points, and that's at a five-year low. In fact, if we look at the last 12 months, closed-end, muni closed-end funds have been paying steady distributions. We have not seen any cuts. In fact, some funds have even raised their distributions multiple times. The other factor that Kathleen talked about a lot is reinvestment season. Reinvestment risk is also applicable to closed-end funds. As muni yields are low, when bonds get called away or mature in a portfolio, the muni managers have to then go back and reinvest those monies. If muni yields are low, they cannot match perhaps the same yield that the bond had been paying. So that has an impact on the closed-end fund income as well. If we look at the recent uh, time frame back in March when 10-year Treasury yields moved up, we did not see a huge impact on the market price of the closed-end funds. And I attribute that to the fact right now with rates being so low, people are looking for income. We are worried about taxes moving higher. And given the attractive levels of income that closed-end funds pay out and they're tax-free, that has kept up the demand for closed-end funds. Well, thank you, Sangita, for providing that context and outlining the case for closed-end funds against the backdrop of rising rates and potentially higher taxes as well. And Kathleen, thank you for what was a very productive conversation on the muni space. Appreciate your time and insights, and we'll look forward to picking back up with the conversation again soon. Thank you. Thanks, Dan. Again today, we've been joined by Kathleen McNamara, Senior Municipal Strategist for the Americas, as well as Sangita Marfadia, Senior Closed-End Fund Strategist for the Americas, both with the UBS Chief Investment Office. So as a reminder to our clients and listeners, the UBS Chief Investment Office does author a variety of publications and blogs that touch on timely market developments, asset classes, and portfolio allocation. These resources can all be located on UBS.com forward slash CIO, including the publication that Kathleen and Sangita have been making reference to today, that being the Municipal Market Guide a monthly publication titled for the month of May, Closed End Funds Take Center Stage. So for clients of UBS, you can also contact your financial advisor if you would like to learn more or receive a copy of any of the publications and blogs directly. Top of the Morning is part of the UBS Market Moves podcast channel, which is available where podcasts are found, including on iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, and Pandora. Visit UBS.com forward slash studios to view the entire podcast offering, as well as the new UBS trending video series. From UBS Studios, I'm Dan Cassidy. Thank you for joining us. UBS Chief Investment Office's investment views are prepared and published by the Global Wealth Management Business of UBS AG or its affiliate, UBS. This material has no regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific recipient and is published for informational purposes only.
As a firm providing wealth management services to clients globally, UBS AG and its subsidiaries offer both investment advisory services and brokerage services. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways, and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. In the USA, UBS Financial Services, Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG and a member of FINRA SIPC. For information, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash working with us. For a full legal disclaimer applicable to the independent investment views produced by UBS, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash CIO disclaimer.